Okay, so our next lecture in our Science of Safe Food series is on the principles of low acid foods. And again, the, I want to kind of make a point that the previous lecture on acidified foods and this lecture on low acid foods, um, I understand some of you may not be at producing these just yet, but this is going to give you information to go to that next level. So when you get to the point where you feel you want to move on, um, this is where this information I think is going to be very helpful. So again, we have an outline. I'll touch on mainly on some resources for home canning, uh, some commercial canning factors, and a short, short summary at the end. So I really want to highlight that the USDA has an excellent website and an excellent resource of publications. Um, they have the USDA Complete Guide to Home Canning, and it's fairly recent. They have the 2015 version. Um, you need Adobe Acrobat Reader. I think most people have that on their computer to download these documents. And there's also a print version that's located at extension at the Purdue uh, Extension website as well. So if you don't like looking at the computer, you want something that's printed, you can go there and request that. Um, but again, excellent resource here. You have all these different guides just on the principles um, and then different types of products that you can look at when you want to get started perhaps producing these, these products. And this is what the document looks like. So this is pulled directly out of that Principles for Home Canning document. And it's a really nice uh, division on canning and food safety and where we need to be at to produce safe product. So if we look at the top of this scale, they kind of have this red zone. I think that means heat. You need about 250, or excuse me, 240 to 250 degrees Fahrenheit, and that's a pressure canner is needed for meat products and poultry. These are going to dis destroy the spores of Clostridium botulinum. This is known as low-acid low canned foods, or LACF. When you're down here, 180 to, one, to 212, which is boiling, these are going to destroy bacteria, yeasts, and molds. This is used for acidified foods. So for acidified foods, you don't necessarily have to be under pressure to make the product safe. 40 to 140, we have the danger zone. This is where the rapid growth of bacteria will occur. Once we come down to refrigeration, um, we'll have a slow slowing of the growth, and we'll have freezing that can stop growth altogether. Okay. So um, I'll try to I'll try to let you know. It was really just a diagram of um, acidified foods, which is mainly going to be. Um, products that need to be processed by a water bath or a pressure canner. Once you get down into the low acid canned foods, you can only use a pressure canner. And again, what's going to determine which type of, of procedure you use, water bath or pressure canner, is going to be determined by that 4.6 pH. So here we have a diagram of a pressure canner. And this is, again, taken out of that USDA document shows the different parts of the pressure canner and how to load it into the racks. Um, if there's any fluid that's in the, in the container, shows you those levels that it should be at. Um, I really like this diagram. It shows the process adjustments at high altitudes. Obviously, if you're going to be out in Colorado, um, you're going to have uh, different, uh, uh, different temperatures that you're going to be looking at at 10,000 feet. 
The uh, boiling temperature is 194, sea level 212. Okay. So this document has charts, so no matter where you are in the country, you can determine the safe levels to process your, your products. And this is a snap, uh, just a screenshot from, from that document. Um, I thought it was really nice that they actually have the type of pressure canner that you're using and a product, and this one is, is canned peaches. And so in this table, it tells you the style of pack, hot or raw, jar size, and then it'll actually give you the process time based on your altitude. So your process time of 10 minutes, um, your, um, your PSI of your canner would be at six pounds at, if you're at 2,000 feet. If you're up at higher altitudes, then your, your pressure is a little bit higher. So a very valuable document if you're getting into home, home canning. Now for anybody that's interested in going into commercial canning, um, is there anybody that may be thinking about it? You might think about buying one of these systems then. <laughs> so um, commercial canning is covered under 21 CFR part 113. Over here we just have a generic vertical retort. Over here we have a water spray retort. Um, we have this style down in our pilot plant. Actually, we have both of these styles down in our pilot plant. Um, this resembles like, uh, there's a, a company called Dixie Canner. They sell a lot of these types of canners. And I've seen these in small operations, like maybe some small meat canning operations. Um, but you can see the complexity uh, it greatly increases. So one thing you're going to have to have before you start doing more commercial canning is a steam source, because all of these retorts are going to require a boiler and some type of a steam source. So there's certain factors required for retail pressure canning operations. And I've listed some of those here just to kind of give you the flavor and the feeling of what needs to be done to go to this next level. Um, so you have four different parameters that would need to be verified for a canning operation. And I'm just going to touch on these in, in this talk. So a thermal death time test. This is where you're determining the heat resistance of microorganisms. So depending on the food you're using, you have to know what type of organisms are in there. And um, what scientists will do is, in an, is a study where they'll actually put organisms into some type of a container and put it into the canner or the retort, run it through, and then see if your process is actually able to kill off those microorganisms. Okay? So these are specialized studies done in labs that are set up for this. And it'll give you a time and temperature relationship on how to kill those organisms. Anybody using a retort is going to have to do heat penetration tests on that particular piece of equipment. So you're going to be putting your containers with thermocouples embedded into the container. Then they're filled with product and put into the retort and then run through that system. And what you're <coughs> going to get out is a map of that heat penetration in the product to make sure that you can heat every part of that product up to the proper temperatures. Another study that may be required when you get into commercial canning is an inoculated pack study where you're adding organisms to your pack. Here we just have a retortable uh, flexible pouch 
And once you add those organisms, you'd run it through the process and then see if anything lives, essentially. Lastly, we have this temperature distribution test. Um, and I even tell the small canners, even if you've got a small canner about this big, but if you're doing <coughs> it for sale, you still have to do this, this temperature distribution test. And this is going to tell you where your cold spots are in that particular piece of instrument. Okay? So here we have a big one, but what you might do is you'd be setting up thermocouples here, here, at the top, all around, and then in the center, and then testing whether there's any cold spots that each portion of that retort is coming up to the proper temperatures. And here it just kind of shows you where the start of these thermocouples are and the temperature profile. Record requirements when you get into commercial canning become much more onerous and you have to have uh, times, temperatures, People have to sign off on the records. Those records need to be reviewed. And, and that could, has to happen before release of any product. Okay, so there's much more record keeping and much more traceability that's important. So to summarize on the retail canning, acidified foods are regulated by 21 CFR 114. Low acid canned foods are regulated by 21 CFR 113. The formulation and process, you clearly need to define those. A process authority must review them either for acidified foods or low acid canned foods. And a scheduled process would have to be filed with the FDA. USDA is under a different set of regulations um, for the canning of meats. <coughs>